Catch up on all the live shows right here on africatechradio.com. You definitely must have heard this popular thing that you are what you eat. Eating isn't just about satisfying hunger and good nutrition is linked to a healthy life. And that's our point of discussion today, how to eat healthy in 2022. This is Glorious Greed. Now, with more time spent at home in 2020 and 2021, there's been a rise in baking, cooking and eating across Nigeria. As a new year begins, it's time to start setting your resolutions and whether your goal is to eat less junk or processed food, lower your calorie intake, or learn how to cook with more vegetables, now is the time to start. Everything you eat becomes a part of not just your inner being, but the outer fabric of your body as well. The healthier the foods are that you consume, the better your skin will look. Now the holidays are over and it's time to get back on track with your health in case you went off the trail. The surplus food, carbonated drinks and sweets that come with the holiday celebrations can be overwhelming and difficult to pass off without having a taste, especially when you have everyone around you munching on something. Now, nonetheless, if you fell off the healthy eating trail during the holidays or you were not on one, you can get started this 2022 with healthy eating habits. My guest is the multi-award winning Adida Molala Dejobi. She is a certified personal nutritionist and a weight loss expert. She's the founder and CEO of Ask Dams, which is a weight management health and wellness company. She works full-time as a wellness coach, ensuring that she explores her clients' greatest health concerns, weaknesses, and goals, thereby using these obstacles in achieving set goals. Hello, Coach Dams. Hi, good afternoon. How are you? Hello, everyone. Good afternoon. We're honored to have you on the radio today. How are you doing? Happy New Year to you. Thank you. Happy New Year to you. I'm doing great. Thank you. All right, coach. So we're talking how to eat healthy in 2022. I mean, somebody reached out to me when they saw the topic and they were like, ah, Gloria, you're teaching people how to eat again this year. And I'm like, no, what we're looking at is there's eating and there's eating healthy. So we're going to be looking at how we can help people eat healthy. But first, um, as a professional nutritionist, what or how would you define healthy eating? Okay. Um, First of all, let me say that healthy eating is never a one-size-fits-all approach. You know, and healthy eating is, um, I would say, an outfit that looks different on everyone. Um, and it's, a, it's not a sprint, it's a marathon. That means you have to think about it long-term, sustainability, longevity. What can I do long-term as opposed to what can I simply do short-term? Um, what happens to most people is that they just think, okay, healthy eating means I must force myself to eat the things that I absolutely hate. And so they're able to do this for a short while and then they give up <laughs> just a few days or a few weeks after because it's not realistic and it's not sustainable for them. Um, I'll give a rough example of what, of what I mean by healthy eating and what I mean by it's an outfit that looks different than everyone all over again. Some people have decided to be vegan. They're healthy vegans. Some people are healthy vegetarians, some people are healthy pescetarians, you know. It all depends. Some people are keto dieters. I don't subscribe to any or any drastic diet, but keto matter is health is still an outfit that looks different on everyone. Down to keto diet, even though I said that I don't support it. It's a diet that was invented in 1920 to help children that have epilepsy, you know. And it's not rocket science that if you pop out a particular food group out of your diet, 
you will lose weight because they are cut out a certain food group. So the goal is not to cut out food groups. The goal is for you to have a balanced diet, what I'll call a balanced diet. So you have all your different classes of uh, micro and macronutrients. Um, now to break it down, macronutrients just simply means your carbohydrates, your proteins, and your healthy fats. And then your micronutrients are the likes of vitamin A, D, C, D, E, K, iron, potassium, E, C, C. I've gone and on, but let me let you ask me the next question or else. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine, Coach Dams. You mentioned the fact that it, it, it has to do with a decision-making when you were talking. Now, it makes me wonder why some people will start the journey of LV eating and then they would fizzle out along the way. Why do we see that there are more people that do not complete that journey than people that complete the journey? Okay, so first of all, um, there are a lot of people that don't complete the, the, the journey, like you said. There's a difference between the journey and their journey. Mm. Now, the journey is to eat healthy. Now, how you get there is not left to you. I'll give a rough example. Say I live in Lagos. If I want to get from Lagos Island to the mainland, I can decide I want to use a helicopter. <laughs> or I want to use a bus. Or I want to use an Okada, you know, a bike. Anyway, anywhere I want to, to um, any means of transportation can be used. But you know, the matter is what's sustainable for me. Can I afford a helicopter every single day of the week to take me from point A to point B? These are the kind of things we need to start asking ourselves. And so it's never the same for everyone. You know, and that is why people start and they stop. So sustainability in terms of your age, how old are you? Are you eating the same? If you're in your 50s, for example, you can't be eating the same portions as someone who is maybe under um, an under 20 person who is, you know, very active. So it's not the same. So it has to be tailor-made. It has to be personalized. Mm. If it is not tailor-made and personalized to suit you as an individual, not Mrs. A, B, C, or D, but you as an individual, you will fail on the journey. Mm. So the first part of call is to find out what does healthy eating mean to you and how can you make it fun for yourself? Mm. You know, mm. a lot of people think, oh, healthy eating, next thing to do, oh, pick up some broccoli, put some chicken breast, let me do this, you decide I should eat healthy. No. Automatically, your brain rather goes into rebel mode. Mm. You know, there's just, we're just wired as human beings that when we're not supposed to do something, automatically, it just makes that thing look very attractive, just like Eve in the Garden of Eden. She was, they weren't supposed to eat the apple, but she ended up eating it, and that is how it is for us. And so, you have to take your time. It will take time. It's not a one-day affair. It's not a one-week affair. It's not a one-month affair. It's not even a two- or three-month affair. A lifetime affair, but in four to twelve weeks, you will be able to. You should be able to discover what works for you on your healthy eating journey, as opposed to what works for everybody else. That way, you're able to stick to it and not fall along, fall away by the side rather. Mm, mm. Tailoring it to to suit your your journey. Your bar will say you you don't use somebody else's time to work on your mafagualago she So you are not tailoring your life Thank or you. your <laughs> amazing. Then now let's move over to the tricks and the tips here and there i know you cannot give everything because if we start we will not finish there's so many tips and tricks on how we can go about achieving our goal to eat healthier in 2022 so coach dams just give us in few minutes your tips and tricks to help our listener achieve their goal of eating healthy this year okay um a few points that i'll note a few very important points that i would like to state you know, I've already said before that, you know, it's not a, it's not a sprint that um, it's a marathon. 
And so you need to give yourself time to figure it out, figure out your journey. Um, another point that I will note, my point number two is that we need to start eating real, whole, and processed food most of the time. Notice that I said most of the time, not all of the time. Now, that phrase all of the time is what puts people under a lot of pressure and under a lot of stress. Because you think you need to be perfect in your healthy eating journey. There is nobody in this world that is 100% perfect on their healthy eating journey. It is impossible. And even as a weight loss and wellness expert, there are days that I fall by the wayside. What do I do? I just get back up again and try to eat healthy most of the time, not all of the time. I call this the 80-20 rule. Where 80% of the time, I'm trying my best, possible best, to eat as healthy as I can. Real Call on processed food, simple, your rice, beans, plantains, sweet potatoes, yams, um, your different fruits and vegetables, as opposed to walking into a store and you pick up shortbread, you pick up this wafer, pick up this uh, yogurt drink, you pick up all sorts of things. So we need to stop eating junk all the time and focus on eating real food the bulk of the time. Another thing that we need to learn how to do, especially as Africans, we're not willing to accept experiment, you know. So you just have people say things like, I don't like this, I don't like that. And you ask them, have you even tasted or tried this thing before? And the reply and the response that you will get is no. But how do you know that you don't like it if you have never tried it before? So we must be open to learning, unlearning, and relearning how to do new things, you know. Um, having that all or nothing mindset is really, really bad. Having that all, okay, I must do this, and this is how it's going to go. It's a really bad mindset to have. There needs to be some sort of flexibility for you to be able to eat healthy in the long run. I've also mentioned the fact that healthy eating doesn't look the same for everyone. And I give different examples. And it's factors like age, your sex. When I say sex, I mean whether you're male or female. Because the male counterparts, they have more muscle than we females. And so that means that they're able to burn fat. They're able to burn the food that they eat at a faster rate. Because they have a higher lean muscle to fat ratio as opposed to us women. That is why it looks like a man will go on a journey and all of a sudden, boom, you know, he's, <laughs> he's hit his, his goal. Meanwhile, it takes the woman a, a, a longer period. Um, it's, it's because factors like sex need to be considered. Even things like medical conditions. What medical conditions do you have? A lot of people are not open and they just jump from one bandwagon, one diet bandwagon to the other as opposed to stopping to ask themselves, okay, I have some so medical condition. Take, for example, polycystic ovarian syndrome, PCOS, is quite common, or let's even say diabetes, or even high blood pressure. These medical conditions need to be factored into whatever plan or healthy eating lifestyle journey that you plan to go on, so that you are able to focus on your journey and not another person's journey. If there's one thing that I totally dislike, it's a copy and paste plan, and that is because for me, it was one of the most frustrating things on my journey. You know, I've lost 40 kg and four dress sizes approximately. I'm thinking that I needed to eat the same way as all the healthy people <laughs> that I found on the internet or television or radio or newspapers was one of the things that led my downfall, you know, until I realized, let me do this for me. So do it for you according to your age, assessment, and all of that. Another thing that we should be doing, and I'm also not... I'm also guilty of this. We need to start, you know, making the bulk of our meals by ourselves. Please notice I said the bulk, or let me use the word most again. Most of our meals, we start cooking most of our meals ourselves so that we know what is going in. Or oh, if you have help at home, if you have a chef, oh, well, I'm good. If you can afford one, that's fine. As opposed to just 
you know, just leading things. You know, people say to be forewarned is to be forearmed. And if you don't arm yourself with the right information, arm yourself with the right food, you are just going to fall by the wayside and eat whatever it is that is in front of you whenever you get hungry. So if you don't prepare for your journey, you're already planning to fail. And so you must prepare for your journey. So let's, we must try to, you know, make our own meals. Let's also try to simplify our lives. Not everything has to be complicated. There's so many things that I see online in newspapers, and it's so complicated. Just some recipes will give you a headache or a migraine. You know, we need to start figuring out, apart from the food that we like and our taste buds, let's figure out quick recipes. A lot of us are busy. We need hectic lifestyles. For example, I've literally been working from the time I opened my eyes to the time I shut my eyes, especially this week and, you know, the past few weeks. And there's literally no time to sit down to start making all my meals by myself. But I make sure that I monitor my meals as much as possible. And there must also be quick recipes that we can do, quick things that we can, we can prep. So I'm going to talk about meal prep here. Meal prepping is one thing that a lot of people don't like to do. And I'm guilty of that also. Because I like to eat what I want to eat or when I want to eat it. I'm a very big believer in intuitive eating and eating according to what I'm craving. You don't have to cook all the meals, but you can maybe boil or grill or your proteins in advance. You can chop your vegetables in advance. You can blend your peppers and tomatoes in advance. You know, you can boil your beef and bother with or your white rice or your yam, whatever it is. You can already chop all of these or, or cook in advance. You know, something that you can eat at least two to three times so that if you don't have the time to cook, you can quickly whip up something because you have put something in your fridge. You have meal prep already. Um, one, another thing that we need to take into consideration on a healthy eating journey, healthy eating is not the same as weight loss. We need to actually, there are two different things in time. You can actually eat healthy and gain weight. So you can eat healthy to gain weight, eat healthy to maintain your weight, and eat healthy to lose weight also. The quality of the food that you're eating, the quality of the calories that you're eating is more important than the quantity of the calories that you're eating when you are on a healthy eating or a healthy lifestyle journey. So as opposed to, oh, this is 50 calories, 100 calories, 200 calories, ask yourself, hmm, today, did I get enough iron? Today, did I get enough protein? Today, did I get enough uh, vitamin C? Ask yourself these questions. What I'm eating, is it rich in fiber? Will it keep me feeling much fuller for longer? Is it going to make me feel tired? These are questions we start asking ourselves. So it's a matter of quality over quantity. You know, not everything has to be oilless, oilless, oilless. Our bodies actually need healthy fats. And healthy, you know, healthy sources of, of fat. So the, one of the first things that people try to do on a healthy lifestyle journey is cut out fat. And no, we need healthy fat. There are various types of fat, but healthy fats are very important. You get these from your nuts, your seeds, your avocados. All of these are healthy sources of fat. Coconut, coconut oil. We must make sure that we include healthy sources of fat. And quality is important. So quality over quantity. And then, apart from what we are eating, one of the things that I believe in is brain training and having a mental overhaul. That is um, training your mindset into thinking, I want to live long. So this is why I'm embarking on a healthy lifestyle journey. I want to live long. That's why I'm eating this. I want to eat this so that I can come back whatever lifestyle disease that I may have. So take, for example, somebody who has diabetes may say, you know what, today I'm going to cut out refined white sugar and I'm switching, I'm switching to um, stevia, I'm switching, switching to dates, I'm switching to more fruit sugar just because 
I don't want to end up having to jab myself with insulin all the time. I'm slowly trying to wean myself off my medication, trying to get my blood sugar stabilized. You know, we need to we need to think about it in terms of why we are doing what we're doing, so that that way, if you know your why, you're able to stick to it in the long run. Um, let's also note that there is no such thing as a finish line or a gold medal for when you reach your goal weight, whatever that may be, whether it's weight gain or weight loss. These bodies of ours, <laughs> nobody's going to give you a medal at the end of the day. You know, they will clap for you if you hit your goal, but however, you need to do it at your own pace and do it for you, not for anybody else but you. Uh, you know, uh, Coach Dams, I could just go on and on and on listening to you give us all of these tips. And I just really hope somebody listening right now will not just listen to this for listening sake, but will actually take a deliberate decision to know for themselves if they are ready to go on that journey and not rush themselves and just take it one day after the other. But one major, um, should I call it a challenge now or complaint I hear from people is healthy eating is expensive. A lot of people go, oh, Gloria, I really want to start this journey, but I just feel it's expensive. Better to get all of the carbonated drink around, now to get the juices and the smoothies and all of that. It's not true, right? It's not true. First of all, I don't know why when people think about healthy eating, they think about juices and smoothies. I'm trying to figure out why <laughs> we have to be juices and smoothies, you know. Um, and I think it's because we have learned, we have this um I would shock on the bad culture of thinking that whenever you eat something bad, you have to starve yourself the next day by juicing or smoothies. Now, juices and smoothies are fantastic. It's a nice way to sneak in your nutrition at the speed of lightning. So it is good, but it is not the only way to do this. And so if you don't have money to buy juices or smoothies, you know, maybe from outside, you can start to eat the whole fruit at home. Who says you have to eat cauliflower or broccoli when we have a wedge and okra? Who says you have to eat strawberries and blueberries and elderberries when you have oranges, you have watermelon, you have purple? So healthy eating is not expensive. Let me put it this way, another another example. God forbid you end up with a lifestyle disease. I know a lot of people who have come on the plan because they have certain lifestyle diseases. And <laughs> to them, they don't even hesitate to drop the money because they know what it has taken for them over the years to be able to drop money to get medication to treat diabetes, high blood pressure, hypothyroidism, hyperthyroidism, you name it, you know. And in the long run, they realize that, look, it's actually cheaper to buy food and stay healthy than pay the pharmaceutical company. So I always tell people this, would you rather pay the pharma now, pharma being S-A-R-M-E-R, or pay the pharma later, the latter being P-H-A-R-M-A. So pick your choice, pick your side. Are you going to pay the farmer now or pay the farmer later? Healthy eating is not expensive. Eating imported food or eating foods that are out of season is what is expensive. But healthy eating on its own is not expensive at all. That's a myth. And that's a very big excuse for people who don't want to even get started in the first place. I hope you've heard, though. I really yeah. hope you've heard from Coach Dams now. Don't, that's not, <laughs> that is not an excuse at all. Reach within you, go to your local markets, get what you can get and eat healthy, please. Okay, now, many would tell us not to eat pastries and confectionaries, the donuts, the small chops. Coach Dams, we're coming to that. We need to understand. But to me, I see these snacks as, let me use the word, lifesavers. Because sometimes we're so 
boarding we work and we forget we've e- we've not eaten and the next thing you hear is can you just help me get snacks at the groceries at the supermarket let me just put something in my tummy if not for these snacks we can say probably we're going to have ulcer what about that that's right it's the same time you're going to use to buy the snacks why don't you use it to buy um from fruit quickly buy some bananas quickly buy you know a pack of <laughs> grapes if you can afford it where are the oranges where are the kids? There's no excuse whatsoever. So I'm not going to be or pretend to be holier than thou. I do eat pastries. I do eat, you know, things that are not healthy, but that's the human part of me. I'm not trying to be perfect. I'm just trying to be as excellent that as possible, you know, as good as I can be. I try my best every single day to be the healthiest version of myself. So part of also being on this healthy eating journey long term. It's to also give yourself allowance to eat junk. And give yourself, because you're a human being, sometimes your body wants cake, and it's okay. Sometimes your body craves meat pie, and that's fine. Sometimes you want to eat for pop. You don't want to eat any strawberry or orange or cucumber or, or garden eggs. You know, give your body what, and this is why I'm so big on intuitive eating now, as long as I'm a weight loss and wellness expert. When your body is craving something, give your body that thing. You learn to celebrate yourself. If you've been good all week, for example, some people say, oh, don't reward yourself with food. You're not a dog. I believe in the opposite. Reward yourself. If you try hard to eat very well throughout the course of the week, for example, allow yourself a little bit of indulgence. It's ice cream that you want. Have it and call it a day and move on. You know, just try to make the rest of your day or the rest of your week better. A healthy eating journey should not be a painful journey. It should be an enjoyable one. Mm. <laughs> I'll stop it for now. Oh my coach Nams, you are just giving it to us hot hot this afternoon. I mean, looking at it, they will always give you that excuse of let me just take the snacks now. She's just three times in a week. I'm not taking it to for the five days in a week and everything like that. It's just three times, and that three times can pass. I'll be able to. I'll work it out. Can you work out on healthy eating? They'll tell you eat unhealthy and then go to the gym to burn it out. Is it is it possible? No. The bulk of my weight, when I lost 40 kg, I did the bulk of it without any exercise. Now, when I started exercising, which was actively last year, March of 2020, was when I started exercising. Exercise needs to be rebranded as a tool for wellness, not weight loss. Mm. For example, since you talked about pastry, your average sausage roll, yes, is about 400 calories. Do you know how long it's going to take to burn 400 calories? You can never, <laughs> you're going to be walking for maybe an hour and a half or two to grind 400 calories. No, that is a very bad mindset to have. And it can lead to exercise bulimia. So what some people do is, okay, I ate this, let me try and burn it this way. No. Mm. You mm. see, God is so amazing that he has created our body in such a way that whether or not we move, we burn calories. We are calorie burning machines just because we are alive. Whether or not you exercise, your body will burn approximately 1,800 to 2,000 calories per day. So anything else is extra. So when you move, see it as, you know, a celebration of what your body can do, as opposed to, I exit, let me burn this. Because it is, it, it, is, it is impossible. Think about it this way. If you eat a meal that's about 2,000 calories, do you know how long it's going to take for you? You can't burn 2,000 calories in your workout in one day. It's not possible. You'll probably think by the end of the day. So mm. exercise needs to be rebranded as a tool for wellness. See, as a tool to live long. It's actually, the, it's actually not very, I, I don't want to use the word that is not important in the weight loss journey, but it's not really important. 
But on a healthy lifestyle journey, there's nothing like being healthy without exercising. You must exercise to be healthy. And so am I at my healthiest? Yes, I am. Because I started not just eating healthy, but I'm also trying my best to move my body at least three times a week. Because half the children that, by God's grace, I want to see their own children. I want to see my grandchildren. I want to see my children get married. And so when I think of things like that, I have a goal in mind, and I get myself up and moving. So I exercise for wellness, not for weight loss in any shape or form. Mm, well said, Coach Dam. So we have to run off. Are there any parting thoughts, anything at all that you think we've not touched on and it's important for our listener to know about? Um, yes. Um, there's something that I would, I would love to talk about, which is, you know, the mental aspect. You know, we, keep, we, we talk about nutrition, we talk about activity, exercise, when we talk about a healthy lifestyle journey or healthy eating journey. But there's one part that is usually heavily neglected, and that is the mental aspect, mental health. You know, you cannot just tell somebody, oh, yes, go ahead, eat this, eat that, when their mind is not even in the right place. And so one of the things that I like to do for my clients is figure out what type of lifestyle are they living are they living a very hectic lifestyle that causes them to be stressed out? And what can I do as their coach to lower their stress levels and improve their sleep? Because whether or not we like it, it's not just about eating and, and exercising. We also have to ask them how many hours are they But when there's a build of cortisol in your bloodstream, that is when it is bad for your health. So as a health coach, as a wellness coach, ask your clients these questions as a weight loss or not even weight loss, as a wellness expert. Apart from figuring out what your clients are eating or how active your clients are, we need to start asking questions about their sleep levels, their stress levels, knowing how to lower blood cortisol levels, you know, just finding these things out because it's not just about nutrition and healthy eating and being active. We also need rest and we need sleep. So the mental needs to be taken into consideration lead a successful healthy eating or healthy lifestyle journey all right then that's my advice mm. for today thank you for your insight coach dams has been such an insightful and um, eye-opening conversation with you and i hope that someone listening right now would take this take a replay play it again and again and again when you feel tired <laughs> and you do not want to continue on that decision or that goal that you set for yourself at the beginning of this year and whenever you feel stuck coach dams is always there to help you at ask dams all you have to do is yes, just reach out on instagram and she's ever ready and willing to hold your hand all through this journey to give you a pat on the back that you're doing well <laughs> thank you thank you coach dams for coming you on the show my absolute pleasure thank you so much gloria now as we all continue to navigate the twists and turns of 2021 i again invite you to do what you can to incorporate healthy behaviors into your daily life this conversation with Coach Dams has visited the core themes of eating well, as well as a closer look at some popular nutrition and lifestyle topics. We hope that you find it useful and we wish you a very healthy and fulfilling 2022. Thanks for listening and don't forget to catch up on all the live shows right here on africatechradio.com.